0: It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in to another edition of Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Cane's here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joel Norman, as always again, joined by the head coach of the Lincoln Stars, Rocky Russo, as we break down the latest in Lincoln Stars hockey. Rocky, how we doing here uh, tonight? A little bit colder here this week than what we had last week. I-, I felt like we were getting a tease last week of May. Maybe spring's coming a little earlier than the groundhog expected, but still a little bit cold for right now, isn't it?
1: Not going to be warm anytime soon, Joel. If you uh, if you look at the uh, forecast for the month of March, it's only going to continue to get colder. So um, we'll keep that S word out of our mouths for right now and and understand that it's still winter time. But you are are you a, a Steelers fan? Absolutely, you're a Steelers fan. So uh, that means you don't like the Baltimore Ravens, not at all. So uh, if if you were operating the pittsburgh steelers right now would you be offering uh, a six-year 240 million dollar guaranteed contract to lamar jackson
0: i wouldn't i think put the bias aside i i probably wouldn't because of the injury risks and the mobility risks as he gets older what do you think
1: i mean he's only 26 yeah so i mean six years puts him at 32 i think he can still run around pretty good at 32 but yeah. he's also won an mvp yeah um and and your quarterback is Mitch Trubisky, I think. Oh Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Not much better.
0: He got better down the stretch and it was his rookie year, to yeah. be optimistic.
1: That's fine. Kenny Pickett's not uh he's no he's no Peyton Manning.
0: That's correct.
1: So I'm just curious. I'm watching all this uh uh I'm watching all this NFL stuff go on and, and uh Daniel Jones gets a forty million dollar contract from the Giants, which is ludicrous. I agree. And then and then uh, Saquon Barkley's on the the tag for ten point one million. Like, Would have reversed that. Like, you give
0: Barkley a longer deal, but he's got the injury risk too.
1: He's only played one full season since his rookie year, right? Yeah. So um, I was just curious because I knew obviously you're from Pittsburgh. I'm from Youngstown, uh, so we you know we uh, we cross paths with our, our professional right. sports allegiances and and. Uh, The Lamar Jackson thing has obviously um, taken control of of all the media from the NFL standpoint because of the bonehead move of the Cleveland Browns by giving all the guaranteed money to Deshaun Watson last year. uh, Now Lamar Jackson wants that money. But uh, I also found it interesting that a bunch of teams came out right away and said, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. And so now it's, oh, there's collusion and the owners are all going to band together and um, you know maybe that is the case I like to be more of a glasses half full guy and, and not believe that that's the case and maybe these other owners are just like we're not giving you $240 million guaranteed we don't care how good you are and and guess what we don't want to deal with your mom like go get an agent be an adult and, and then maybe we'll have a conversation with your agent about whether or not there's a, a smart offer for us to, to, to go in this direction? Because if you're the Falcons, if you're the Raiders, if you're, if you're the commanders, if you're all these teams that don't have a quarterback, like, how do you not want Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson is significantly more proven than Kenny Pickett. Correct. Now, Kenny Pickett, uh, Mike Tomlins, uh, uh, Mike Tomlins loves Kenny Pickett. Pittsburgh, uh, University of Pittsburgh guy, right? Like, got to they watch do. him that whole time. So I think maybe they think they're developing a guy, and that's kind of the Steeler way. Uh, a bit. You know, I, I grew up watching Ben Roethlisberger in college when he was playing at Miami of Ohio. I was at Kent State, um, and and I saw all those really good Mac quarterbacks and, and secondary, mm-hmm. non-big-time school quarterbacks come through around mm-hmm. that time, and... Uh, if you want to go way back, I watched Steve McNair play at Alcorn State when uh, when they were 1AA. Youngstown State was a 1AA team. Okay. Jim Trestle was coaching yeah. the, the YSU Penguins back then. And, and so, um, you know, I got to see all those guys play. And maybe Kenny Pickett is the answer in Pittsburgh. But hoping. Lamar Jackson's the shiny Ferrari. It's kind of hard to say no to.
0: I think the thing with him is that it, you signed with a six-year deal. You probably won him for about four of those years because I think you're worried about injuries deteriorating his speed in the final 2 years or so.
1: Yeah, so that it's an 80 million dollar risk. It is. Right? Yeah. If if those last 2 years don't pan out if you're going to give him those 6 at at 40 guaranteed. Um but that seems to be the only thing that he wants. Yeah. Um and I think they... negotiating
0: methods are different as you mentioned.
1: Yes, and and you know what I think they put him on the non-guaranteed um franchise because they want him to go explore. They want him to see that the offer that they have for him is quite possibly the best offer that he's going to get. Yeah. So um, all this, it's funny. I'm, I i get very interested in football free agency. I get very interested in the NFL draft because I'm such a big college football fan. But then yeah. I don't watch a ton of NFL football <laughs> when the season actually comes around. I'm, I, I will watch – Any college football game, anytime, anywhere, like if there's a a Hawaii game on at at 1230, one o'clock at night on a Saturday, I'll sit and watch that. But you're not going to catch me watching that Thursday night game or or that Sunday night. I just don't really care. It's so funny how things have changed for me over the years. But, uh, you know, I feel college sports are just a little bit more pure, Mm -hmm. um, especially football and basketball. Yeah.
0: I can, I can see that, too. It's ironic you feel that way, though, too, considering a lot of these Saturdays, we're gonna be bi- we're busy with hockey games, and that's when the majority of the college football games are going. Thursdays and Sundays, a little bit more open that you could catch NFL if you wanted to, but it's what you talked about. It's not ma- about the availability of the games.
1: It's not the availability. I mean, you know, these days, I, I've got an iPad with internet on it. If we're on the bus, I can watch anything I want uh, with YouTube TV. The best streaming service out there in my opinion um i didn't miss one single ohio state game this year and i was able to if i wasn't able to watch him live i was able to catch it right after or what have you um but sundays also are different now because you know we work six days a week in the hockey field and and for nine and a half to ten months out of the year so sundays are for my family yep and and spending time with my kids and my wife and um you know, if there's that hour and a half the kids are napping, I'm probably not sitting down and diving into a football game. I'm going to do whatever else it is that, yeah. that needs done around the house. So um, the NFL, as as I kind of – got a little older just hasn't really become a priority for me anymore yeah sundays are
0: sacred but for different reasons as you mentioned
1: for sure i mean <laughs> sunday sauce and some meatballs and and all that fun <laughs> stuff that's that's where it's really at
0: we've done that segment before on outside the box talking about Rockies cook always happy to talk about it more some of the stuff you've mentioned but off and running here on outside the box chatting lincoln stars hockey being brought to you by or, Cans. or
1: baltimore ravens football maybe or
0: baltimore yeah. ravens and lamar jackson uh, negotiations if you got your questions maybe regarding Rocky's opinion on those, or want to talk a little Stars hockey, give us a text or a call at 402-464-5685 on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Two big games coming up for the Stars this weekend as they take on the Omaha Lancers in a home-and-home set. And, you know, Rocky, there was a time where we might say that with an eye roll or, you know, kind of with a breath afterwards saying, okay, we're taking on Omaha again. It's been a few months since we last saw the Omaha Lancers. The end of December, December 30th, was the last time. They haven't been at the Icebox since November 4th. They're going to be here Friday night for Pucks and Paws night. And it's an exciting matchup because this is a largely different team from the last time that we saw them, isn't it?
1: Well, you know, you say that we haven't seen them in a while, and now we're back to we have them five more times this year. So we're going to get a steady (laughs) dose of them again, but... Uh, we did have a healthy break, just like we're having a healthy break with Tri-City. That's right. Um, you know, they they are a much different team, uh, but ironically, I think they're a very good team right now, and, um, you know, when you trade away some of those big guns, you trade the Bump and the Benoit and, and the Charlie Lurie, like, those were huge pieces. Evan Werner, now granted, Werner went much earlier in the year, but... Uh, those are four major pieces to what yep. that roster looked like at the beginning of the year. And, and uh, you know, they've made they've made some of those changes. And on Cerbone who was a, a, like he's just lighting it up in Youngstown. Yep. It's amazing. So um, sometimes guys just need a change. Um, Bump hasn't done a whole lot since he's been in Tri-City. He didn't play two weeks ago. I didn't even look at what he did last weekend, but he might be hurt. Um, okay. I'm not really sure, but... Um, Jake
0: Richards doing all the scoring there, him Jake and Trevor Connolly. <laughs> yeah, Jake Richards
1: doing all the scoring there. That was a fantastic trade for them. Um, you know, but uh, Reese Lobach was a great addition. I think that uh, Nick Pierre, although he hasn't scored a ton, I think Nick Pierre is a really good hockey player. He was a tender of Sioux Cities a couple years ago. He scored the game-winning goal in the Clark yep. Cup final last year um he got traded to Cedar Rapids and then traded to um to Omaha at the deadline for for Charlie Lurie but I think he'll be a really good player for them down the stretch and going into next year because he'll be back I suspect they still have really good goaltending obviously with yep. Michael Harabel and and Kevin Pash so uh they're a very dangerous club they they lost to Fargo 1-0 nothing on on Saturday and and mm-hmm. so um on the road too they yes. did that on the road that was so impressive you cannot you cannot i don't care the standings go out the window when the stars and and the lancers play anyway Mm-hmm. but you certainly cannot take them for granted and even for one single second.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say, too. Is you, you, you caution fans that you see where they're at in the standings, but they've got a lot of guys who are hungry. Maybe they're playing for some roles for next season. Maybe they're playing still for that college commitment, hoping to try and get one of those. So it's dangerous to play a type of team like that, a hungry team. And in a way, you have to match their hunger, don't you, with the Stars here this weekend?
1: Well, that shouldn't be a problem. You know, I mean, we're we're obviously – Granted, we won on Friday, but we had a tough game full of our own mistakes on Saturday. Now we did not play bad hockey on Saturday; we really didn't. Um, but a couple, couple stretches where where we made some mistakes and and Waterloo capitalized on them. So, we you know we should be as hungry as it gets, you know. And and I told the guys that I said I should be coming in the locker room calming you down because you should be so so excited and ready to play and ready to practice and. Um, I think practice was really good yesterday. I thought it was really good again today. The guys are focused. They know that, that, Hey, we, we haven't gotten the results that we wanted in the last three or four weeks, but how many one goal games are in there? You know, it's been, it's been unbelievable. Three, two, four, three, two, one. Like we're just, we're not, we're not scoring five on five. That's, that's been the, the elephant in the room. Um, and and so, you know, you're losing those one goal games because of that. But when you look at we get our analytics reports after the games, like if I if I hid the score from you and just showed you the analytics for for eight out of those last nine games, you would look at it and be like, oh, you won this game. You won this game, like yeah. you won sixty percent of your face offs. You had four and a half more minutes of offensive zone time. You've outshot every opponent but one in the last nine games. You're generating more grade eight chances. You're you're doing all of these things and you're losing by a goal. You're losing by a goal. So um, that's incredibly frustrating, but it's also uh, it also creates some some uh, positivity in the sense that we know it's not like we're overmatched. It's not like we're playing better teams. They're all great teams. Top to bottom, doesn't matter whether you're Fargo or you're Omaha. Everybody in this conference is excellent. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, you need to understand that from day one and then just move on. There are no nights off in this league. So, you know, we, we've we we've found ourselves in a tough spot when it comes to finishing. I think it really is that simple. And, yeah. you know, the the mistakes that we've made get glorified. Uh, get magnified, whatever you want to call it, uh, when when you're not scoring, and so that one turnover that leads to an odd man rush and a goal against. Well, that's been happening all year. Damn. Every team does it. Nobody's perfect, and so, but we've we've been able to outscore those mistakes for the first 35 games of the year, and now for whatever reason, we're not burying those chances, and and so those mistakes become the difference in a game and so they become the focal point and and then you start to overthink well geez man we just turned too many pucks over well of course everybody turns too many pucks over because it's a hard game and and the puck is is, is erratic at times and it bounces and it does, and as much as you want to control every element it's not football yeah. you know you have to react and respond and and uh you know, it's just it hasn't gone our way from a, a a result standpoint, but I still believe in our process. I still believe in our identity, and I think our guys really do too.
0: You've talked about that a lot throughout the year, and we talked about it a little bit last week. You talk about how this is a process-driven team. It's just you look at the as you mentioned these raw results, and it's yeah, maybe it's not what you want, but there's a lot worse ways to lose hockey games than has been the case in recent weeks.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I, I don't know, like. Maybe there's not. Maybe maybe <laughs> continuously losing by a goal and having point blank chance after point blank chance and not finishing them is as bad as it gets. I don't know. Like, would you rather lose that way, where you're just sitting in the office banging your head, going, "How did we not win that game?" Or get pounded six one every night? I'm not sure. I I don't want to lose at all. Period. I I hate losing. I'm as competitive as a, of a person as you're gonna find, but. Um, I'm taking the glasses half full approach here and saying, you know, I do believe that all the good things we're doing and, and the the work that's being done throughout the course of the week and the energy level in the room is still good. And, you know, guys aren't moping around. They're not feeling sorry for themselves. They know that we're in a rut, but they also firmly believe that we can find our way out of it. And, you know, I went back and because I can't sleep when I go through this stuff, but, um, Sioux city, uh, won 10 in a row starting March 12th last year. And then they split with Tri-City the weekend after. They won a few more. I, I mean, they won like 14 or 15 out of their last 18 games. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we're going to do that. Um, but I'm telling you that they were a far different team prior to that that run. We were 6-1 and one against them at one point throughout the course of the year. They swept us the last weekend that they played us got it to six and three and and they just they were the one team in our conference that had no concerns playing Tri-City. They beat them a lot throughout the course of the year. They're the only team that could beat them. Um, and ironically they they beat them in the playoffs. so um, they got hot at the right time. their goaltender got hot at the right time because Alex Tracy, Although when you look back, no one's going to remember that he struggled a lot throughout the course of the year. He got pulled against us multiple times. Um, he he won the the Dave Tyler USA Hockey Goalie of the Year award, and I'm not sure it's the Dave Tyler award, but um, he won the Goalie of the Year award in USA Hockey for all the junior players. He won the Goalie of the Year, and nah, he didn't. Sergeyev actually did. That's what I was going to say, um, Tri Cities. Yeah, Sergeyev did, but. He, he wins the Clark Cup. He's now been a dynamic goalie at, at Minnesota State. Like, he had his troubles, and they just stuck with him and went, and and all of a sudden, boom. Like, he caught it at the right time. If you look at Madison, Madison was a 500 team. Literally 500 yeah. even. And their goalie catches fire. Now, he's awesome. Like, watching him in, at World Juniors, now he's at Omaha, Um University of Nebraska-Omaha. But... Um, he caught fire and a 500 teams in the finals. Yep. So, you know, to sit here and say, it's easy to, to, to decipher who's going to be in the Clark cup right now, that that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, I mean, I would have bet my house that tri city was going to win the Clark cup last year. They were that loaded. I mean, you had the defenseman of the year who had 40 goals as a D yeah. uh, you had the, you had the, the goalie of the year. You had the coach of the year, jeremy wilmer had 97 points like uh they had the the russian kid who's playing in the american league right now like under the radar sneaky good like they were loaded loaded and and they got swept in the second round or the third round the the conference finals. so you know you just you don't know you don't know and and uh I just I, I believe that we can stick to our process and, and give ourselves a chance, and that's all that any team in this league is asking for.
0: And it's interesting you brought up a Tri-City like that. And I'm sure the inverse was maybe true this year where people thought, okay, they're not going on a run. Maybe they're not making the postseason this year, and they've gotten hot. They're well, in-
1: they made major, yes. major changes, right? Like they, they brought in two goalies. Their, their goaltending at the beginning of the year was just awful. And and Ranishitz was their was their returning goalie. He's been on the IR all year. Um the other two goalies that they brought in just weren't good enough. Um they 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 traded a very good player in Drew Montgomery for Evan Werner. And Drew Montgomery is a very good hockey player. He's not even in the same category as Evan Werner. And and they managed to make that trade. I'm not sure exactly what Omaha was thinking when they did that, but I'm not behind the scenes there. So I've made a lot of trades in my day where people thought I was kooky too. So I'm the last one to judge. Um, Uh, then, then then you look at, uh, then you look at, um, you know, the Jake Richard ad, you know, huge, huge change. Um, so, you know, you, you got Damian Gardner back off the IR. He was, he was hurt for the beginning of the year. Um, they're they're a totally different looking squad now. Yeah. And and you know, then they added Alex Bump. And Bump hasn't even figured it out yet. Like if Bump figures it out, like watch out. Yeah, they're loaded. Like they are they they're really good. But as as far as I'm concerned, we're really good. And, and we didn't need to make changes. And we could play with any team in the, and that's why we didn't make changes. Because we believed in the group. Obviously, we added we added Donzi, right? You mm-hmm. interviewed him last week. What a great kid, right? Absolutely, and, uh, really good defenseman. And and then we added German and he scored a big goal for us last week. Yeah. And um, so you know those were those were pieces that we felt were uh, addressing specific needs. Um, you know, had there been the right trade out there, maybe we would have tried to add a top six forward. Um, not that we don't believe in the group we have, but clearly we're sitting here talking about scoring. So adding a little bit more scoring might've been in, in a perfect world, a good thing to do, but we didn't, you know, we didn't want to mortgage the, the, the future in a sense of, uh, if anybody saw that trade for bump, like they gave away eight, eight pieces or nine pieces in order to get him. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, if hey, you check been, to
0: see if Tri City's got any draft picks left.
1: <laughs> well, but see, the thing is, is they're in a different spot than we are. Just like Waterloo's... like Waterloo gave a ton away, but they got like ten picks from Tri City for Jeremy Wilmer last year over the mm-hmm. summer. Um, but Tri City has been at this, Jason and and Anthony have been at this for six years uh, of trading and acquiring assets and and um, and bringing in draft picks. In fact. Uh, there was a trade made here in Lincoln two years ago before we got here, where um, Lincoln traded for a, a big-time scorer from Tri City and gave them everything, and that everything included the fifth pick in the draft at the beginning of last season, which happened to be Arseny Sergeyev. So, like, it, they have they have been at it longer than Nick and I have, and and they've been stockpiling their their. Uh, assets and so they can make some trades like that because they're sitting on enough draft picks to to go ahead and and say hey we feel like we've got a chance this year and um, we we were confident that we felt like we had a chance without having to mortgage all those draft picks we want to be in the playoffs every year we want to have a chance to win a Clark Cup every year not once every three or four years and so for us sustainability and and our fans knowing that We're going to compete for a championship year in and year out is a really important part of of the philosophy that that Nick and I went with when it came down to making those decisions.
0: And the nice thing, especially for the Stars, ladies, you've gotten some of that depth scoring from other guys who've stepped up, and we're going to hear from them here in just a little bit. Jared Bang and Dash Oliver, they've been nice pieces. Just a a quick touch on them, Rocky, what stood out about them as a You know
1: what? They were great this weekend. Um, You know, I told Jared – I challenged Jared a few weeks ago, and we scratched him, and and I told him, like, you you have got to be more consistent. Uh, you've got to play with more pace to your game. Um, you know, I hounded Jared and, and convinced him to come to to camp this summer because I felt like he could make our team. It was funny. I was watching video of, of CR, and and we were planning on drafting CR because we needed a veteran defenseman, and this Mangan kid kept popping up on the video, and I'm like, man, this kid's pretty good. So we drafted CR, and I'm like, hey, you know, Cole, we're really glad we got you. Can't wait to have uh, to meet you in person, blah, blah, blah. By the way, can you send me that Mangan kid's number because I want to talk to him too. So um, I was able to get him to come to camp, and, and he made the team, and, and uh, he's been great for us. He's going to be back next year. We're really excited about that, but we're excited about what he can bring uh for the rest of the season and and he knows you know he's got to work really hard and and play tough and um you know move his feet but when he does he's excellent and dash like you know dash was a guy that we brought in early on in the year last year i think he played maybe 11 games for us before he went back to midget then he joined us for some affiliate games and in uh, the early part of the year the new year and uh was awesome and and then unfortunately he tore his acl and and uh You know, that's a tough road. Now, he did an unbelievable job with his rehab and and came back uh, in great shape and and really strong, but it takes a lot of time to recover from an injury of that magnitude and get back to your best. And so Dash had a little bit of an up and down return, not for any other reason except he was trying to find his game again after being off for seven or eight months. So uh, that was fully expected. And I think Dash has been really good lately. Uh, he made an unbelievable play on, on Sambuco's oh, yeah. goal on Saturday. Um, he scored a great goal. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? I don't recall. A couple of weekends but, ago, yeah. Um, you know, it's it. But but you also mentioned, hey, you're getting some scoring from guys that 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 aren't named Marcellus or Fernandez or Buckberger. and and that's wonderful. But. It, it just seems like right now where we're at is when we get the Mangan goal and the Sambuco goal, then we're not getting the Marcellus, the Fernandez, the Buckberger, the Grimes, the Ludkey goal. And when we're getting those guys, we're not getting the Ali's and and those guys scoring. So yeah. um, we've got to be able to put it all together and get consistent uh, consistent scoring from, from all four lines and not – a little bit from this line tonight and a little bit from that line tomorrow night because that's why we consistently lose three, three uh, one-goal games, 3-2, 2-1, two, two, in the last couple weeks.
0: We're going to do that this weekend against Omaha. Home and home, Friday at home at the Icebox, and then Saturday on the road. We'll bring on our guests, Dasha Oliver and Jared Mangan next. This is Outside the Box on 93.7 The Ticket.